That's right, folks. It's it's another year over and another year in review. This is an exciting night. The second annual Talkies. The 2002 year in review. Uh, all the stars are out tonight. Um, just coming on stage and and uh, just celebrating horror movies. Oops. <laughs> right. Just celebrating horror movies and... <laughs> Just celebrating the horror movies and the podcast. Um, David, you're up for best ad uh, tonight. How are you feeling about your chances? I got to tell you, uh, Bryce, there's not... I mean, the competition is fierce. There's... Um, I mean, a lot of... There's a, there's a lot of talent out here. There's Bryce Hansen. I mean, he's my biggest... Uh, the, uh, he's my biggest. Uh, whoa! Holy shit! Who's that? Oh my god! Is that Paul Rudd? There's a lot of people on the red there's carpet a lot of tonight. Don't get here. distracted. Keep... There's you. There's me. Uh-huh. Um, there's a lot of talent here. So uh, um, there we see excited. Sharon Stone. Oh. She's out here tonight. Wow. Yeah. This is magical. Well, good luck to you. We'll see you inside. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Uh, well, we got here. Here comes uh, me. Uh, how am I feeling tonight? Um, what award am I most excited for? I'm definitely excited for um, the most sexual moment. I think I got a real run at it. Again, tough competition. But I think I got what it takes this year to really push through. And... Um, Oh, looks like um, looks like the red lights on. Um, the lights starting to flash. It looks like it's time to get started. Get, so get ready for horror movie talks 2022 year in hindsight award show. The talkies. Okay, so um, thank you all for coming to the second annual talkies. I'm. Your co-host, Bryce Hansen, along with me, is my uh, hilarious and, and famous co-host, David Day. Hi! It's so nice to be here. What a... Man, I gotta tell you, the year has flown by. I can't believe it's been a, a little more than a year since the last talkies, and um, I mean, dude, it's just looking bad. What a hilarious and fun year we had in 2022 bryce i gotta say just going back over some of these clips is hilarious yeah uh Um, hilarious so i think last year we did this around january just right after the beginning of the year and it's because i spent most of my christmas break listening to the past year because you know who would pay attention and and make a note of notable moments throughout the year like might Mm -hmm. as well just shove it all into a panic spree at the end of the year. Um, but this year we're a little late, but I want to thank, uh, before we even get into it, um, Max Allen for helping out. And he put in a ton of legwork, basically doing all the pre research that I did last year, um, to help out, to highlight clips and find time codes and, uh, catalog the scores and stuff. So we, we couldn't have done this without Max Allen. Thank you so much. 
if you're new to horror movie talk um we review horror movies and this is this is our award show is Let's that? not overthink it. Yeah, and make sure to join us on YouTube because uh, you're really going to get the most out of this show over right. there. Right, right. Um, so, first award tonight. Ooh, I'm so excited, Bryce. Is this the backdrop we're staying with for now? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, best ad. Uh, for the best ad, we start out a lot of our episodes with uh, with our sponsors. And these are the the nominees for best ad. Before we get into it, oh, uh, before we get into it, I just want to uh, to say we got a lot of categories, and we will end up with our best and worst movies of last year. I don't know if you said that, but I I want to make sure everybody knows. Stick around, right, 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 because you get the best and worst movies of the year for last year at the end of this episode. So it's yeah. going to be good. But, you know, the first the first half of the award show is, you know, it's for the industry. It's, you know, it's like just like the Oscars have, you know, best short film cinematography in the beginning and no one actually cares and keeps the best film until the the last of the of the night. We're going to do, you know, kind of inside baseball for the first half of the show and then talk talk movies. The Academy really loves to suck its own dick. You know, and then it's yeah, just for the blah, second blah, half, blah. we're going to have horror movie talk. Okay, so for our first award for the night, we're going to go over the nominees for best new ads. Are you a great big fat person? Is your skin tight on your body? It doesn't have to be this way. Here at Buffalo Bills Fitness, we aim to help you achieve your goals of weight loss. Unlike other gyms, we really keep you locked in to your goals and won't let you out of your commitment to yourself. So if you're ready for a true body metamorphosis, sign up today at Buffalo Bills Fitness. If you use code HMT at sign up, you'll receive a free skincare basket. This is a smoothie from Buffalo Bills Weight Loss Center. I am a customer. <laughs> Next up is Kurt Russell's Mustache Rise from the Bone Tomahawk episode. Oh, I love it. is brought to you by Kurt Russell's Mustache Rides. If you're feeling tense and jostled from a long buggy ride, or your feet are sore from walking the plains, come sit down and relax on Kurt Russell's many and varied mustaches. We guarantee that you'll be satisfied. One ride for three cents, two rides for six cents, and three rides for ten cents, because after the second ride, I get tired. Offer only valid in the Oregon Territory, and no dudes. No dudes. <laughs> um, and then we have Locke Lomond, uh Death from, do from Dog Soldiers. Me and my true love, wherever 
from Paranormal Activity episode. This episode brought to you by Good Flicks, the Christian family-based movie studio that brings positive entertainment that changes lives, inspires hearts, and lifts the spirit. This holiday, see Normal Activity, a found footage story of a God-fearing married couple named Christian and Chastity that are protected by God. Nothing bad happens, and everyone's just nice. That's Normal Activity, coming soon to a theater near you. I want to see that movie. <laughs> and then we have Billy Zane from The Mummy. This episode is brought to you by Billy Zane. <laughs> it says it. It says all it needs to say. It says all I, it needs. You know, I, it comes in, goes out. If you if you don't get it, Billy it's Zane like is on. not in The Mummy. You know, uh, he's not on. in there. Apply directly to the head. Right. Head on. Apply directly to the head. Yeah, in case you need to know, Billy Zane's not in the mummy. He just looks like he's in the mummy. <laughs> uh, next up, we have uh, Centipede Twister from the Human Centipede 2 episode. Get ready to have a blast with the newest adult party game from Hasbro, Centipede Twister. Everyone remembers the awkward poses and sexual tension from the classic Twister. Well, now we cut that tension like a hot knife through your Achilles tendon. Centipede Twister is just like regular Twister, but instead of having one spinner to indicate which appendage goes where, well, there's a second spinner to indicate mouth or butt to, well, mouth or butt. See where your game takes you and make sure you watch what you eat beforehand. Centipede Twister. It'll grow on you. Real good catch line at the end there. And then last uh, last nominee is Estrogen, Estrogen Network from mm. the Men episode. Oops. This week's episode is brought to you by the Estrogen Network. And now the Estrogen Network presents Afternoon Yak. Man. Canceled. What a strong selection of ads we have to choose from. It's sad to me that there's only eight, nine, eight. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's sad to me that there's only eight. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, check who's. Yeah, who wins? Uh, who one? wins? Yeah, what? Which, which one on, wins? Let me let me get the. Uh... Oh, we gotta get the the uh, envelope. Okay. Uh huh. Okay, and the winner is Kurt Russell's mustache rides from Bone Tomahawk. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> there we go we just listen folks 
I, I promise. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm stealing your moment. <clears throat> Next up is best guest. Mm. Oh yes, I I think uh, <clears throat> I think David is presenting best guest. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. David will present best guest. We had a lot of great guests in 2022, and you know what? 2023 is shaping up to be an even better year, but we can't move forward without looking back. You know, you have to look back. You have to know what's behind you to see what's in front of you. And uh, and so this uh, this app, this bit, uh, you know, we take a moment to honor those who came on our show and just really brought it and uh, and who are the wind beneath our wings. So. Uh, without further ado, let's uh, let's take a look at the nominees for the best guest of 2022. Up first is a a man who is very near and dear to both of our hearts. Um, he's actually a part of the show now. We love him very, very much. Uh, it is Bruce Willis. Oh wait, it's uh, it's Fart Simpson. And uh, and here he is from his first showing on it. He came on the show twice. He came on the whaling episode and resolution. But this clip is from the our review of the whaling. Your preferences and that kind of thing. What do you think? Yeah, douche. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Important question. How many fart sounds do you have on the sound? Oh, so these are my farts from the 90s. <laughs> yeah. So these That's are you? these are old historical farts. Wow. I used to carry around a, a, a cassette player and record my farts. Yeah, and I got them on deck. <laughs> and this is me putting two farts that are in the key of F sharp on top of each other. So that's a fart chord, actually. I'm the first one to make a fart chord. Because these, these farts are, these are analyzed. I analyze these in my software, and they actually uh -huh. have pitches. So this is in the key of E, and this is the key of D sharp. So I farted twice in F sharp, this one and this one. And then on top of each other, you make a chord. <laughs> it's a fart chord. So yeah, I'll plug that up and coming. Um, I'm going to make a VST synth for software. So oh, okay. Farts. Uh, this so, is getting ridiculous. I know. It's like you tapped into, like, it's like I knew that would be a good question to ask. <laughs> I got you farts on deck. You don't just have two farts on deck. You've what? got an arsenal. Are those all your own? An parts? arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Those, those come out of my asshole uh, for sure, man. So hot. No one Can't appreciated my, my pun. I, got, I get it. I Say it again. I love puns. Repeat it. Because you have an arsenal. Oh, nice. Arse. Going a little British. Going a little British. I had to get the arsenal in there. Um, okay. It speaks for itself, doesn't it? Okay. Our second nominee for best guest of 2022 is our one and only Dustin Goble from the Sadness episode. Let's hear that. Yeah. What, what did you think of this movie, Dustin? Uh, so I'm, I am a sucker for zombie movies. I, I went through this big stage when I was in college, like, so early two thousands, like same. you were saying. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. So Shaun of the Dead, like 28 days later, like the crazies, all that, all that shit came out and I was just like, okay, I need to watch as much as I can yeah. keep feeding me. Yeah. So <clears throat> this kind of brought me back to sort of that time and, and I like how it was like the crazies but turned up to 11 um so man i feel kind of fucked up now but I, i'd give it a nine of all the people who are fucked up uh dustin brings us <laughs> some of the most tremendously fucked up movies ever he was on our possessor episode 
as well. Um, and the sadness was definitely high up there. Next on the list, we have Max Allen from The Mummy. Take it away, Max. Muted you, Max. What do you have to say about The Mummy? Isn't it? And is this your first time watching it? No. So um, I watched this movie for the first time when I was about 10 years old, and it terrified me. I was so scared. I was a baby when I was a kid. I was afraid of everything. I remember saying to myself, like, I'll never watch a scary movie. Like, never. Because they just scared me too much. Um, and so, you know, I, it was effective back then. This watch through was a little different for me. Um, and I, I have a quick question about, I guess, the, the grading system here. So do you rate it based on how good of a movie it is or how good of a horror movie it is? That, uh, that some, some would say dumb question was brought to you by a, by the man who you really owe this episode to. Um, so that was, that was Max Allen. You should check him out. He's got a, uh, uh, review podcast called disc review. It's over on YouTube. Check it out. Okay. Our next, uh, nominee for best guest of 2022 is brian from the cabin fever episode he's from horror movie club uh podcast what did you think about this movie brian you know i've got mixed feelings about it and we reviewed it on our show but it was like three years ago so it was interesting to watch again now and i was honestly surprised that it had so many like corresponding elements to the pandemic i kind of forgot i mean i know it's about an infectious infectious disease but some of the lines kind of hit home more than I was expecting. <laughs> but uh, I, I like it. I don't think it jumps out to me as something that is one of my favorite films. I think the biggest weakness is the characters. I'm not saying they're bad, but sometimes I get the feeling that Eli Roth doesn't really truly care that much about his characters. They're kind of <laughs> just like a means to an end uh, or a vehicle to make the movie he wants to make. Uh, that being said, they weren't horrible characters. The acting was pretty good for the most part. Uh, and the gore and the scares was all really effective and creepy. And there's some definitely repulsive stuff in here. Um, so I don't know. Do you guys ever give half? I can't remember. A lot of questions about the scoring system. Everybody's curious. They uh -huh. all want to know for years and years. No, Brian, uh, very... Uh, one of the strongest analytical, uh, you know, uh, uh, minds in the movie review business right now. Our next nominee is a total sweetheart, Annie Hardy from the dash cam review and from the dash cam movie. Charger. Um, you know, if you're downtown LA, you're more apt to see somebody jerking off directly in your face or whatever. But this, so this was like a real isolated incident because there's no encampments around here or anything. We're just like chilling. NoHo is like slightly out of the way of the city. And so you, you, you get a sort of like, you know, it's almost like going to Orange County, somewhere where it's just like regular people, you know, rural. But then you're like five minutes drive from the city and the city is where things are gross and homeless not that there's anything wrong with these homeless people who are filling buckets with their own shit and waiting for the opportune moment moment to dump it on some poor civilian's head hell yeah, yeah not that there's anything wrong with that no the unhoused sorry 
Yeah, sorry. Don't want to offend my bad, my absolute bad. Um, there, you can have a home inside of a cardboard box leaned up against a dumpster. Like you can make that a home. Yeah, but it's not a house. No, so, it's not a house, house unless the people you really love are there with you. How many have you ever gotten in a fender bender? Yeah. Or gotten in, pulled over because of it? <laughs> Never pulled over, touch wood, but... Yeah. <laughs> have you ever gotten in a car accident? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, so good. And yet, there's more. We have our next... Uh, our next nominee is james jude courtney none other than michael myers himself for his role and in our review of halloween ends does has that helped you with um portraying michael myers like do you tap into that past research around paranoid schizophrenia well, yeah, absolutely, and that's and and that uh, I come by that naturally because I've already had that experience staying in a lockdown ward in a um, in a psychiatric prison um, with the director myself. We were there with a psychiatrist, and I had an orderly with me all the time. Uh, and, and these guys that you know that I sat with and talked. I mean, they, they committed their crimes 20, 20, 30 years ago, so they they've been on meds. You know, they've gotten past all the you know whatever it was that was controlling them. Um, but I still remember those experiences like they were yesterday. And so they absolutely informed. I never thought about it though. This is not a, this is not a, this is not a left brain exercise for me. This is more of a spiritual experience. So once I, um, once I drew that in and knew that I had it, I didn't think about it ever again. It's just, I, I, I breathe it in, I do it, I breathe it out and nothing has changed from the beginning of 2018 to the very end of Halloween ends. Nothing inside me changed. Um, very cool. I, I was wondering what is the, uh, now I, I realize this is, this is kind of a, a weird and dark that. question, but, and so if, if maybe you have a scene that you would prefer <laughs> to mention. Thank you, James. Um, and finally we have our final nominee, uh, last but not least Keith Harris, uh, from the Scream 2022 episode. We're going to be talking to Keith after this, you and I. We're going to be calling him. So here is Keith Harris from our Scream 2022 review. Yeah. Hey, Keith, I'm curious to know, what score would you give Scream? I think Bryce said six. I'm going around to seven. What are you going with? I would give it a five in that it wasn't terrible. You know, it is the worst of the franchise, in my opinion, because I think every film after the first one got progressively worse. Said it for each for different reasons, but, but I would classify it as painfully average. Is you know, it doesn't do anything like literally no exaggeration doesn't do anything at all that I wasn't expecting it to do. And occasionally that was for good. Nine times out of 10, it was for the worse. So, so yeah, it, it left no impact on me whatsoever either way. Keith uh, always has that knife edge uh, with words. He doesn't mince around. Uh, so we certainly appreciate him. So let's take a look at who the winner is. Get my envelope open. Oh, Oh my God! You don't say. It's 
Bryce, it's Annie Hardy. <gasps> I mean, it was a that was a tough category. Let me tell you, tough and, category. But you know, I'm not surprised. She worked hard for her performance on that review. Have you ever been in a car accident? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking so cool. Uh, okay. So there it is. That's our best guess from 2022. All right. So moving on, we have the nominees for most sexual moment from our episodes in 2022. Presenting will be me, Bryce Hansen. Okay. So we're going to start off with um, the Kinsey scale from the Firestarter 2022 episode. I'm saying um the the bad guy kid uh pink uh, uh, uh plemons plemons jesse plemons jesse plemons yeah are you saying like I, I, are you saying i like, see no difference okay now you're just being now you're just trying to be i don't know i'm not into men david so okay all right well this is a this is a good way to just uh <laughs> just uh retard the conversation no i mean if 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 zach afron came up to me and hit on me in a bar i'd be like okay all right we'll go to your place all right yeah i mean if he asked nicely i would suck his dick okay (laughs) okay as long as we are are in agreement yeah i mean there's yeah it it, you know we learned from um Oh, what's his name? I can't remember the sex um, psychologist guy. He's played by Liam Neeson in that movie. Ed Asner? Oh, fuck. Uh, Kinsey. You know, we learned from Alfred Kinsey that everyone's a little gay. Well, yeah. You know? Everyone's got a little... There, It's a spectrum. You know, I mean, t- to be honest, like the more you're able to admit it, probably the less gay you are. Right. Right. Uh, I don't, yeah. I mean, the st- straightest guys act the most. Think about homosexual. every pastor who's like, the gays are going to hell. And then as it turns out, they're literally get done sa- giving that speech and they uh-huh. go into the back and they just take it in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> like literally. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, so, I'm here just, you know, straight as narrow. Right. You know, because that, I acknowledge my gayness. That should be the spectrum on the test of, like, it shouldn't be, like, how attracted you are to men. It should just give you a list of celebrities. Hmm. Say, who would you let fuck you? <laughs> it's like, goes from, like, you know, like Paul Giamatti to yeah. Zac <laughs> Efron. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that it's like, oh yeah, you you fall straight on the Adrian Brody <laughs> point in the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> Next nominee is "Should We Get Naked" from the Cabin Fever episode. I feel like the subtext is that two of the guys are pretty sure that they're going to be fucking. Yes, these these girls for the next couple days, and they're like, "Yeah, I mean, <laughs> infectious disease, and like we just killed a guy. Maybe we should tell someone." But we're gonna get. 
get our dick sucked like a minute ago, and we can just go back to that. So, like, yeah, I'm almost wondering if there's, like, the it's weird. The, the character's motivation. Eli Roth, like, came back to the guys, like, all right, here's your motivation. Uh, right. You can go uh, commis- commit to, uh, you know, a felony and probably you know, spend your less, the rest of your life in jail. Or, hear me out, your character gets their dick sucked for another two days. It's like, oh. Hmm. The weirdest part about this is it's strangely realistic. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I remember being, you know, 20 and being like, oh, man, what I wouldn't do. Anything for sex. Anything. I would die. And then, yeah, it's not that far removed from what happens in this movie where they're like, Hmm. But sex, though. <laughs> and <laughs> well, what are we going to do? We got, should we hide the body? Should we uh, sh- Should we go get the police? Should we kiss? I don't know. <laughs> what are we, what are we going to do? Should we get naked? I mean. Yeah, yeah, we should get naked. <laughs> and there's a, I, I noticed that this disease almost wants to cuddle, which yeah. makes it so much grosser. I think in my notes I wrote, the fuck disease wants you to cuddle. <laughs> and and then we have zombie jacking from the resolution episode. Love that best friend helping another friend tail where they're stuck in a place together. The battery's it. It's two friends stuck in a car during a zombie apocalypse, and it kind of opens like that, yeah. where they're all in the car and they're getting swarmed by zombies, and it kind of opens. So really funny shit like no spoilers but a funny moment where like the dude ends up leaving the car to go get some supplies and the other guy's in there a woman zombie walks up to the car and her tits are pressing against the car window so he just starts jerking off to a zombie <laughs> it's been like a year since they've seen a woman so those little things i really think it's funny but they try to keep it very serious like just zombie best friend low low budget i mean six grand i don't know what the fuck you can do with six grand but they did it so you can do zombie can tits. i see one today you can use <laughs> zombie tit jacking, apparently. Yes. You know. And then we have Be Careful What You Wish For from Stranger by the Lake. To say that there is gay sex in this movie is an unsimulated gay sex. To say that there is gay sex in this movie is an understatement. It's basically softcore ba- gay porn for a good 60% of the film. True. In past episodes, we have advocated for more full frontal male nudity and more sex in films. Well, be careful what you wish for, because no. this is... I... I'm sorry, finish your this, thought. This might be... I wouldn't say too much, but... Like, you, when you ask for it and you're just given it, it's like, oh, I feel kind of empty inside. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe this isn't what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, the lack of it hitting was a weird it was a yeah, it was a weird emptiness. It uh-huh. was like, oh, there's a void in me. It's and it can't be filled by this. <laughs> I guess well, that's uh, s- somehow uh uh it's informative mm-hmm. <laughs> about myself. Uh-huh. I was like Wow, this is really, really fucking gay. Right. <laughs> and, and I don't know, I looked down at little mister mm-hmm. hanging out, and he was like, mm, not doing it, nothing here, boss. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, well, that's mm-hmm. an interesting thing to note about myself right? that I never knew before. <laughs> nothing doing. Um, 
Next up, we have Poison Tits from the Hostel episode. It's one of those things with horror movies. It's hard to appreciate the unique premises of like, well, wait a minute, this hasn't really been done before of specifically focusing on um, just super hot women luring in men to be tortured at, like as a honeypot. Like, like the honeypot in horror is not, I can't think of a lot of examples of it. And it's, this is pretty specific with the the ideas that it uses. Is I don't feel yeah, it's been done before. It's interesting. It's interesting because it's exploitative in a subversive way. Uh huh. You know, it's like normally you show your tits and then you get killed. Right. Um. You know, it's instead of you show your tits and then you kill. They kill you. You get killed because you saw the tits. Right. Um. <laughs> But at this point, we're just splitting hands. They're like poison tits. <laughs> uh, I will say they were the nicest tits I've seen in any movie, including pornos. Um, yeah. These these young ladies are exceptionally good looking. I mean, you're going to be, you'll be, if, you, if your question is, Can I see one titty? Yes. <laughs> And then finally, I'm about to come from the sadness. Into a pole that has barbed wire wrapped around it? Yeah, they're, uh, they're, they have his whole body picked up, his legs spread eagle, right. and then they're slamming his genitals into a pole with barbed wire wrapped yeah. around it. And then it turned out that it was a huge misunderstanding because they were just filming. Yeah, Jim came just, in and he was like, stop mutilating that man's genitals. And the man was like. And the guy, th then they were like, no, we're filming a Japanese game show. And, and the dude was like, I'm about to come. What are you doing? <laughs> the dude was literally like, hey, what the fuck? You messed up my, now I got to start all over again. I got the vinegar strokes now. <laughs> And uh, and that's where you kind of go, oh, gross, ew. A lot of parts of this movie where you go, oh, gross, ew. And the award goes to... Let's a lot see. of good choices, man. I got to tell you, those are very sexual moments. Yeah. A lot of exploring um, homosexuality. In a lot of, I mean, much like the, the uh, Oscars. Pretty gay. A lot of weight goes to Pretty the gay, gay, you know, nominations. Um... Kind of an upset. We've got uh, "Should We Get Naked" from Cabin Fever is the winner. Wow! Bravo! Should we? I don't know. Should All right. We? Moving on. We're gonna yeah our next go to the most problematic moment uh, given out by David. That's me. I uh, I am presenting this category. This is the most problematic moments of 2022 on Horror Movie Talk. These are the moments that'll potentially get you canceled, you know? Um, so without further ado, let's let's hop right into this. Our first nominee for the most problematic moment of 2022 is What a Dumb Bitch in the Mummy episode. Part of it was like also a commentary on the sexism of the time period which it takes place, but also like... Well, see, that's the fun part is like it's the the commentary of like sexism from, you know, 
70, 80 years ago or whatever it was at the time. Um, but then to us as viewers, like we just look at how the woman characters are treated in the movie that yeah. are even supposed to be like empowered and intelligent. Right. And it's like, no, Rachel Weiss is still just basically treated like a hot piece of ass, you know, in this movie. She's like, look how gorgeous she is. Oh, she's pretty smart too, but she's real pretty, right? But clumsy though. What a dumb bitch. It's like, <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, can you take it easy? Like, it just feels so. Oh boy, that was problematic. So our next nominee for the most problematic moment is from the Drag Me to Hell episode titled Gypsies. And that goes, that this is a universal truth across the board. If you're intimately familiar with gypsies in your culture, you, you go, fuck the gypsies. David, we got a lot of gypsy listeners that you're going to be alienating. When well, you say and this. I'm saying, fuck them. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just, look, they know who they are. I did a little research because I was like, how I got in a little hot water for previous like semi-racial statements yeah yeah maybe, and so maybe that was um good maybe that was a good yeah, it was a good thing it's a learning experience so i was like maybe i should do some due diligence on the gypsies sorry the romani people um and it's it's one of those things that's kind of telling and it's like a wide swath of people and it's i'm a sure bad I, culture i'm sure not all gypsies are bad no the culture is bad but when you read the history and it's like, oh yeah, it's like a, you know, a nomadic culture. And, you know, they basically got deported from every single Western country yeah. at some point. And yeah. like, just specifically that group, they're like, not these people. We're not talking about just like, you know, there's a tragic... You know, they're wrapped up in the tragic Holocaust in Germany, too. But pretty much everyone was fed up with gypsies. Well before that. Well before that. Oh, yes. And I also learned that the fact that they're called gypsies is that it was misunderstood. They were assumed that they're from Egypt. Yeah. No, they're not. Um, and they're from kind of an Indo-Indian, you know, Indo-European listen, upper India place. Uh, listen, if you're, uh, if you're, if you're intimately familiar with gypsy culture and would like to set us straight uh you can call us you can make you, you know i don't care how you get a hold of us just call us at 682-253-4468 and let us know you know just share some stories i would be so interested to hear these stories i, I assume we're gonna get like plenty of voicemails of just elderly women that goes i curse you oh my god i curse you oh my god love you oh no i hope not yeah I really hope that's... You're calling it upon yourself. I'm trying to be respectful. You're like a big, dirty raccoon, David. I'm sorry. I mean, they were deported from every single country in Europe because everyone was racist. Right. Except that they're not a race. They're a culture. Everyone was xenophobic. David. 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 Well, my point is, call us at 682-253-4468. Let us know how you feel about gypsies. And why we can all just feel okay about bagging on them. Yeah, or the Roma people. Or the Roma people. I also learned that, like, there's no consistent, like, 
Some of them will be offended by aroma. Some of them. That's will be by design. Yeah, that's all by design. I'll tell you what, mm. though. I, this has no correlation with anything, probably, but I'm sure a lot of like internationally, if you experience pickpockets, they're probably going to have a gypsy accent. You know. Wow, I've never been so offended in my whole life. Thanks. Well, have you ever been pickpocketed? No, actually, uh, I had a, a few attempts yeah. when I first went to Las Vegas when I was oh Las Vegas eighteen, wow. and um, there'd just be a, a cutie walking by me, and then she would just viciously grope my ass, just like <laughs> like really grabbing into the meat, you know, mm. with the tentacle. Mm. And I was like, "Ooh, I like that." Ooh, and then I realized what it was about, and I was get off of me, gypsy. <laughs> and, <laughs> Get off of me, Gypsy. Gypsy. Problematic for sure. Our next uh, uh, nominee is from the Constantine Review, uh, titled Oops. As a devout Catholic, Angela realizes that if her sister did actually commit suicide, she's damned herself to hell. Oops. Hang on. <laughs> Oopsie doopsie. <laughs> Ew. Oopsie doopsie. And damn my eternal soul. David, David, this oh, is shucks. No. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> Our next nominee is from the Get Out Review titled Don't Use the N Word. As a white viewer, you're like, we've moved beyond the times of guess who's coming to Right, you want to pat yourself on the back a yeah. lot. It's like, oh, people are okay with it. But uh, I'm sure black people are like, mm, yeah, this is going to be awkward mm -hmm. for them and yeah. for me. And and vice versa. It would be, uh, you know, I mean, I, if I were dating a, a black girl, it, for me, it would be awkward to go to her family, I imagine, you know, it would be awkward for them. They'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Or maybe not. Maybe they're yeah. super cool. I don't know. God damn. What? What are all these other spices that aren't salt and pepper? Your food tastes good. What is this? <laughs> hey, is this poison? <laughs> why are you trying to poison me with taste? Oh, why are you vibrant and full of life? Okay. Where my, where my okay. life is. Get your... Let's just bring it down a notch, you know? It's all just... It's all just that cool <laughs> on this episode. <laughs> uh, do you have that... Do you have that, like thing in the back of your head being like oh we're talking about this could be dangerous of course i do yeah isn't that weird live in the modern times yeah it's like oh i won't be i don't want to say the wrong thing mm -hmm. i don't know what that is exactly but you can easily do it yeah well there are wrong things to say yeah we rule number one on this episode no use of the n-word that would be the wrong thing to say in any situation. Hmm. We haven't done it yet. Let's not start on this episode. Okay. Okay. We'll just keep it for the after pod. Whoa. Hey, no, I don't want to do it over there either. 
Uh, yeah, I'd love to for people to just think we're just like the most racist people off the air. You would love that? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know them. I know. I think some people do. Like, I know who they are as people. Oh, okay. They're masking it. I mean, some of our reviews make it sound like that. Oh, yeah. There's always people who want to read, like, nefarious intent into shit. And they're usually this... And as this movie states, they're usually the fucking racist ones. <laughs> you believe others to be racist because you're super fucking racist. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Still, still true. Weirdly enough, it still holds true. Um, <clears throat> and our final clip uh, that I'm not a big fan of the title of this, and I was unaware of until this point, is from our Dog Soldiers review, and it's titled, David's a Little Racist. You, you, speaking of Highlanders, um, one of the problems I had with this movie is, I think I'm a little racist. Oh, all Scottish people look the same to me. I couldn't tell who. <laughs> I could not tell one character from another. I was like, is that the same guy? And then they call him Sergeant. I'd be like, okay, so that's Sarge. And then they'd be like Ryan or Cooper. And I'd be like, I... they'd all look that they'd look the fucking exact same to me. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I, I don't know who, how many people are in this building? Like, I had, I was like, is there two? There could just be two. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. I know I got to the end of the movie with Cooper, and I was like, is the blonde, who's the blonde guy? I like, don't know, Bryce. Like, I, I didn't notice until the end of the movie that Cooper was blonde. And I was like, oh, so that's the guy from the beginning, I guess. <laughs> I gotta say, I, I, don't, I still. Anyway, let's see who the winner is for the most problematic moment of 2022. I'm opening the envelope. Wow, this is certainly a first. This is definitely the first time any fucking gypsy has ever won an award. It's the gypsies <laughs> from the Drag Me to Hell episode. How about that? Bravo. Okay. So, on to our next category, which I'll be presenting for the most psychologically revealing moment of 2022. And starting off, we'll go with um, Bryce's fear of electronics. What is it about electronics that go off that's so creepy you know what i mean like the phone rings and it's like oh, i'm in the house all alone and the phone's ringing oh no <laughs> and then the tv turns on and uh, no one apparently has turned it on right but there's that i mean that's always been a, a thing you know in in horror movies where it's like oh man who turned that tv on and what what is that? Do you suppose is that just the fear of being alone and not and not really being alone? Well, I think it's like <laughs> people. I think it's the the experience of electronics not working the way you want them to, 
ever. <laughs> That's the fear. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, why isn't this doing the thing that it's supposed to do? Like, <laughs> what's what's PC load letter? You know, like what the fuck does that mean? Like, you put on a VHS tape, and all of a sudden you see like, you know, the tracking is off, and all the bars are off, and you're like, what the? Why? We live in a modern society. Why isn't this? Why do I have to have any kind of interjection into it? Are you? Are you, are you, are you like? Is this your actual answer? Is this a troll answer? Is this? Is this the thing that scares you about a TV turning on when no one's at home? You're like, oh, it's not working the way it's supposed. I got to get that thing. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, exactly. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, I I hooked everything into my receiver, but I don't know where these cables go. It's like this mystery. I, you got to think about it. You got to think about it like an old person, you know, like every so like what horror movies, how they treat electronics and horror movies is what I assume is how old people just experience electronics, period. Oh, no, it's happening and I can't stop it. And I'm not in control. I pushed a button in the picture. Small Bryce. Bryce fixed is, it. Bryce's. Oh, man. If this is your honest answer to that question this is my fate i'm so glad i asked this totally seemingly innocuous question like the thing that bryce fears about a tv turning on when he's at home alone is that his tv is on the fritz that's an amazing horror premise he's, seriously he's what a like, great idea i gotta spend five hundred dollars on this now <laughs> bryce is well yeah there's there's that yes that's part of it, it I'm it not saying I'm relief. afraid of it. It I'm would not, be I'm a relief I'm... if it were some ghoul come to come to kill him. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, sweet release! Thank God the TV's okay." <laughs> yeah, I mean, my uh, see, this is this is what is different being an adult and being like a homeowner. Because when I watch the ring, the things I'm afraid of are not the things you're supposed to be afraid of. It's like don't. Don't touch that nail. You'll get tetanus. Like, oh, no, the TV turned on. Like, it must be a paranormal entity. It's like, no, I'm thinking like, oh, no, there's some kind of electronic problem. There's some kind of, like, power surge. This isn't good. So, like, I'm going to have to replace that. And then, like, there's, like, water coming out of the bathroom on the ground. You're like, oh, no, water damage. Oh, Jesus I Christ. Know. You know That's what? the most terrifying thing to me. I'm like, those hardwood floors. It's so <laughs> fucking weird, dude. I'm going to have to sand those down. I'm going to have to reseal them. I'm going to have to, like, check out what the, like, you got to, that, you see water on the ground, and all I see is thousands of dollars of repair. I don't think, like, oh, no, there's there's a creepy naked woman in my tub right now. Next up we have... <clears throat> Uh, Bryce's brain is too strong from the smile episode. Um, and you in that said, you know, that's not really something I'm scared of. You know, I don't, uh, you know, I'm, and, and I, so I kind of assumed that, th that, uh, this kind of thing worked on me better than it did you, but now I'm hearing you, um, what is it about this movie, um, that how it portrays that, that, um, that, hits whereas um they look like people how do those two contrast for you um i mean i like both of them i think they're both like really good at portraying mental illness and yeah like psychotic breaks um but 
for, for I think I both appreciated him from like an intellectual point of view or just like as an outside observer. I didn't I don't ever like put it as like this is a fear of mine or like this is something that I feel would happen to me just cuz yeah. I don't know. I maybe it's an ego thing. I'm like, yeah, mm. my brain is too strong to <laughs> <laughs> My brain is too strong for that. Strong, strong brain. This is um, for dopey dum dums. I can't. Right. I'm not a dum dum. <laughs> well, I've got. I've. You know. I mean, after trying mushrooms, like, you know, my brain is too strong for mushrooms. Didn't do shit. You know. So. That's right. Yeah, Bryce recently tried more mushrooms than anybody <laughs> should really ever try, uh, and it doesn't quite really touch him so much. So there's something going on with his uh, Viking blood that's right. not allowing him. His, his, you're, you're all dum dums compared to Bryce. Is what we're trying to say. <laughs> this is this is really going to help me after uh, being called out for being pretentious in Terrifier Two review. Um, <laughs> okay, and then next we have David hates horses from our Nope episode. This is right here. And you're going to know. No, don't stand behind a horse. Don't. There were so many, like, uh, like horses are one of the scariest things to me. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like, I don't, so it's not like when I walk up to a horse, I'm like, ah, but I have, tr what it is, is I have total respect for the amount of insane power and chaos that a horse can produce. <laughs> Because I've seen it firsthand a lot. You know, like, I, my mom was a horse person, like, oh, yeah. growing up. Like, as a kid, she, you know, she had a horse and uh -huh. yada, yada. So she wanted me to be a horse person, too. So when I was, like, five, I got horse riding lessons. And, the, I, like, there's this fucking perfect, like, this is a whole fucking story we can go into on the afterpod. I, I can't wait. I rode a horse that got struck by lightning two days prior. At five years old. And the thing fucking went into a frenzy because of a hose. And and I'm just little tiny David, just on the back of this thing that's flying around. And I'm like, ah, ah, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And then, you know, I, it's, it's, it's a lot. Like, horses are powerful in every way. This was one of those things that came as a shock to me. And I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast, but... We were talking on the phone once, and I can't remember the circumstance, but you revealed your intense fear of horses, of like this latent fear of like I don't like anything about them. A horse can fuck you right up, like <laughs> it is danger. Yeah, they personified. You could be around a horse and then just be dead. <laughs> Man, I can't. Re I wish I could remember the circumstances of the talk. Um. Maybe we were talking about horse girls or something. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, this is vaguely, but I don't remember what 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 it was. I mean, dude, I was so amused by it because it's as for me. I, I imagine this is what it it feels like for you when I talk about sinkholes. You're like, what? Yeah, that's not even yeah a thing. Yeah, kind of. It's a very specific fear, but right. I, I mean, for me, it's it's it's. It's, I don't know, like, I don't like anything about them either. Like, <laughs> their teeth are terrifying. <laughs> they have people teeth. They have a big head full of people teeth. 
And they use them a lot, like to bite things. Uh, like, ugh, uh-huh. I don't like that. They could, they could just bite your hand, bite your finger off, no problem. But those back legs, if you walk behind a horse wrong, your life could just be done. <laughs> right. Because all it takes is a half inch of that hoof to clip you in the head and you're dead. Right. <laughs> you're just yeah, fucking yeah. totally dead. Yeah. So. Or tell, tell me about their eyes. Oh, they got them dark eyes. Those, Those black eyes. Doll's eyes. <laughs> Lifeless eyes. Like doll's eyes. Something, something. I think it's the danger. That's what attracts girls to them. They're like, this can kill me. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. We were talking about why girls are attracted to horses. And you talked. And like there was any number of things that I could have gone. But I could not have predicted yours was the danger. Oh yeah! I'm like what? What? I'm like oh yeah, it's a dangerous animal. I'm like I, that's not. That's the only where reason I would have gone at all. It's it's why women like men. Is there any other reason to like men? It's I, like no, this thing can protect me because it's yeah, it's I, I, big and strong and unwieldy and can protect me from other big, strong, we unwieldy right, things. Right, right. I would go just giant muscle mass and then just horse cock. Oh wow! <laughs> And uh, next nominee, we have The Real Bryce from our Bone Tomahawk episode. Well, David, if you if you know me at all, like I am the ultimate devil's advocate. If anybody on this planet can say that they know you, I feel like it's me. And but you're blowing all of my perceptions of you out of the water on this episode. I'm so used to sitting across from you in basically just underpants um, that this, this what you have going on right now is blowing my mind. This is so, I mean, if this is what going remote means for horror movie talk, bring it on. This is, I am, I am so amazed by <laughs> the way you are right now this is so great and oh and by the way everybody listening hey we're on youtube right now yeah if you're listening to our our um rss feed great keep listening but do know that um if you head over to our youtube channel which you can find a link to at our website horrormovietalk.com you can watch our faces on video um and we had such a fucking amazing response to last week's or to the ring um which is was probably a couple weeks ago by now um that oh man you should you should check it out because people seem to really enjoy um this video so yeah yeah it's gonna open up a lot a lot uh, in terms of creativity because like being able to do stuff visually is it's a it's a big deal. So if you think we're funny with audio, like we will be just as lazy with our jokes visually, but there will be jokes. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, well, and not jokes. You just get to know us as people. You know, sure. Yeah. It's it's a good way to kind of get to know us and our idiosyncrasies and like. And finally, you can see you know you can see the real me. So that's. <laughs> Just... Is that a little gun? Is that a oh, little gun? Oh, this thing? <laughs> this thing? 
<laughs> I always carry this with me. Is that your six shooter? Uh-huh. And then we have uh, Take It Back from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 2022 episode. Yeah, Alice Krieg. From Nexus or whatever it is? From uh from First Contact. And and all the others. All the other so the show and Well, she was the she was the witch from Gretel and Hansel. Oh yeah. Borg Queen. Dang. First contact. Let's see here. You you guys uh you'll have to forgive us. We're uh kind of we're kinda Star Trek fans, so it's mm-hmm. a little bit of a, a thing. I mean David's more of a fan than I am. <laughs> Come on. He likes Deep Space. You've Space seen Nine. all the movies. Yeah. What Deep Space Nine is great. Yeah, I mean that's what a nerd would say. You don't I, well, you wouldn't know because Fucking you haven't even nerd. you haven't even given it a shot. I did give it a shot. Oh yeah. I watched like the first episode and I was like, wow, this shit this is shit. Oh yeah. yeah I can judge uh, let me see here. Seven times twenty-six. However, uh, I can judge two hundred episodes of a show based on the literally the first episode. Oh, that's how good I am. You're so stupid. No, that's how bad you are. I'm so upset. Uh, I'm not doing the rest of this. You, you take it back. I'm not doing the rest of this review unless you take that back. It's so absurd. Take it back, Captain Cisco. Take it back. He's, he's Commander Cisco. Commander Cisco. God, he's so stupid. He wrote the thong song, right? Your mom wrote the thong song because mm-hmm. she wears one all the time. Ask me how I know. <laughs> uh, so the old lady who ran the orphanage. God, I'm, I'm so, I don't know. I'm going to turn that leather face. <laughs> I've never been this worked up on a show. Mm. Ugh. The, okay. <laughs> I gotta say, Bryce, can you can you fuck off? Honestly, I'm just, I'm angry right now about it a little bit. And by the way, Deep Space Nine is a fucking is a is a masterpiece, and sure. Voyager is pretty good too. Like they're all good in their own yeah. right. I don't I know mean, about Enterprise. We're moving on to Enterprise next. That's the psychologically revealing part is that we revealed that. David is a huge fucking nerd. Take it back. Deep Space Nine. Take it back. Next up is Listening Like God from the Possession of Hannah Grace episode. This, look, we're approached 50 times a week. And it's not like I don't love it when you reach out to us. Right. All of you. But it all like. Everyone's like, you know what you gotta do? You gotta review, uh, cabin in the woods mm-hmm. and we're like okay thanks you know but if we took everybody's like, ex you know you know in, in the um the return of superman when superman is like flying above the earth and he's just like listening like god to all the whispers that are <laughs> happening that's what it's like hearing movie requests are for you, us it's like you should do the, re- the thing remake this is the moment where like, Bryce compares himself to Superman. And then you, you're you lying like on your back in the cross position like the Messiah. And then you hear <laughs> you hear the one where it's like, you know, it's a lady screaming. Her purse is getting taken. And that's the person that you, you help. Right. You, know? you fly down and you save the, the lady whose purse um, was being stolen. And that's what it's like for us for taking requests. It's like, 
we get so many requests, and we can only cover 52 movies a year. That's all we got time for. And there's probably like 20 new releases every year. It's a good okay, point. and last nominee is... I can talk about TikTok from our Orphan First Kill episode. <sighs> the, the MILFs that I'm friends with that are single, they tell me the stories of how they find these little young twinks at the uh, at the bars. So listen, that as a 42-year-old woman wanting to fuck a 19-year-old little hairless guy, I don't know, man. Deformed freak. I mean, I, it's the same it's the exact same impulse as some, you know, 45-year-old dude hitting on some, you know, 20-year-old girl 20, in yeah. the bar. Yeah, it's the same thing, which I mean, is it great? I don't know. I mean, you know, we're not supposed to judge, so I just can't judge. You know, I just, whatever. It's just, pedos are bad. <laughs> I mean, I have to I have to gauge my reaction now. I have to gauge my reaction now off of my wife of like, oh, that 40-year-old's dating this 25-year-old. How disgusting is that? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? I'm like, but also... I, I get it, you know. I, I still get it. <laughs> you know. Who the fuck I mean, listen, when was the last time you conversated with a twenty year old? With me teaching, I have to fucking interact with them. There is nothing being in my forties that I have in common with a fucking twenty year old. That's all. So when I hear these old dudes banging young chicks, I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? TikTok? I could talk about TikTok. <laughs> Just throw that puss on my face and we'll talk about TikTok. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> All right. I feel like I'm digging my own grave right now. Just to be clear, I do not like little children. I just want to make sure that it's well established that <laughs> yeah. I do not like yeah. uh, anyone younger than 18. Hell yeah. Or anyone anyone younger than 30, for that matter, because that's right where it ends being appropriate. I can talk about TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the award for most psycho psychologically revealing moment is David hates horses from the Nope episode. <laughs> Look, here's the thing about horses. Oh, I'm sorry. Is there applause? They're supposed to be. Well, the Riverside they, is delayed. There you go. Look. The thing about horses is they're huge, they're powerful, and they're unwieldy. All right, I'm not wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you just you're just not afraid of the right things. Is all. <laughs> all right, all right. Prioritize your shit. If you're in a field with a horse, you're seconds away from death. Okay, so before we move into the talking about horror movies section of horror movie talk. I uh, just want to take a moment and appreciate our patrons. Uh, go to patreon.com slash horror movie talk to join them and get access to exclusive Patreon content, including our afterpods. I'm sure we'll uh, be talking about these moments in our afterpod a little more in depth, as well as uh, diving into David's fear of horses. Um, 
as well as patron exclusive episodes at certain tiers and more just go check it out um if you want to buy a logo tee like this one ooh, you can go to our shop at horrormovietalk.com slash shop um we want to give a thanks as always to those that support our show uh, especially dustin gobel who's the resonant artist for horror movie talk he's on instagram at dgobel zero zero that's at d-g-o-e-b-e-l zero zero on instagram and he takes commissions and um send him a commission and uh make your artistic dreams come true um again thank you so much to max allen for helping out with the production of the episode today he also does the outro music for horror movie talk um if you want to call and leave us a voicemail, it'll be pretty interesting, especially with this episode. Um, if we missed any clips, missed any uh, notable moments, give us a call at 682-253-4468 and let us know. Um, if you give us a time code, maybe we'll even play it on the episode where we answer vo- voicemails. Uh, yeah, we want to hear your opinion on worst film, uh, best films we reviewed last year. And so let's head into that right now. Let's talk about, um, well, I guess we're giving out awards still. The next uh, category, Riverside, you blow goats. Whoa. All right. How about about this? about so the next category will be presented by David the worst worst movie we watched this year David take it away okay so um this this category does not necessarily this is of the movies that we reviewed in 2022 which was the worst movie. Um, so it's not necessarily new reviews, as you will obviously, or new releases, as you will obviously see. Okay. So the first contestant, or the first nominee, there's a fly buzzing around my face, as normal, because uh, it smells like shit. My face smells like shit. First nominee for the worst horror movie that we watched this year is Puppet Master from 1978? That's not right at all. It's from 1988. Um, and uh, boy, what a stinker! <laughs> That's a that is a Blue Moon production, and it or not Full Moon, full production. moon production. And uh, boy, whoo, whoo, stinky, stinky, stinky. We also the second nominee goes to Thirteen Ghosts, a beloved old flick from I think Dark Castle. Uh, very, very bad. Not remembered for the things that it actually does, which it seems like everybody remembers 13 Ghosts, um, for all the amazing backstories of all these super unique and interesting ghosts, which only happened in the DVD for 13 Ghosts. It didn't happen in the theatrical release of the movie. Our third nominee is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Not a strong movie. Lots of nostalgia. Look. Look. We all love 
Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and particularly the show. But this movie has Paul Rubin in it, and as you all know, he jacked off in a movie theater and will never be allowed back in Hollywood. So the Academy hates this movie. Um, he's brought shame upon us all, all mm-hmm. of us fucking huge perverts. Mm-hmm. And now he must pay the ultimate price for all of our sins. The fourth nominee for the worst movie we watched this year goes to Halloween Ends, the final installment in the Halloween 2018 um run of halloween movies this was the worst trade deal we've ever made uh it was very bad we we gave uh michael myers and all we got back was just a heaping pile of 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 stinky shit um our fifth nominee is studio 666 this is a little ditty that had the that started off so strong with the Foo Fighters and ended up so weak with the Foo Fighters. And <laughs> <laughs> and our final nominee for worst movie that we watched this year was Orphan First Kill, which will I can't even remember anything about this movie other than it was an old lady playing a young girl and they made her look small. The end. Um let's see. Let's see who wins this. Big, big upset to no one at all. The worst movie we watched this year, or in 2022, was definitely Halloween Ends. It was (laughs) horrible. Horrible. Wow. Even worse than Puppet Master. It was so bad. I mean, I I gotta say I don't agree agree with the Academy on this one. Like Puppet Master definitely seems like it deserved the worst movie that we watched this year. Well, but, I mean, here's the thing: Halloween as a franchise is not strong, and I think that's what the Academy's trying to say here: is that it's really a slight against Halloween and Michael Myers. Hmm. Mm. But not uh, you don't agree. I don't agree either. I think this is an upset. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that was worst movie we watched last year. Uh, next up, next category is the best movie we watched this year. Um, okay, so we got a good lineup. Um, here are the nominees for best movie we watched in 2022. We have Silence of the Lambs, Paranormal Activity, The Fly from 1986, Barbarian, uh, Newcomer from the year, Carrie from 1976, Dawn of the Dead from 2004, uh, is how I'm choosing to say it now, uh, Get Out, Hatching, or Panop. Very good. Sure. Uh, Prey or The Menu. It's a lot of, you know, pretty strong year for new horror movies. We're going to move on to the the best and worst new horror movies of the year. But, you know, Contenders with Silence of the Lambs and paranormal, Paranormal Activity. It's, you know, pretty intense. So let me uh, open up... What do you have? What's the And 
best movie that we watched in 2022 is yes paranormal activity oh <laughs> dang the academy is the academy is on fire tonight that's i think that's a pretty contentious pick it's, really I mean, I don't know, man. You got the fly. You got Silence of the Lambs up there. You got Barbarian. Carrie. It's true. It's true. But paranormal, paranormal activity, you know. Yeah, it's strong. It is a strong yeah. pick. I mean, just... I mean, when it comes to the Academy of Horror Movie Talk, like, again, you can get the award by pandering to their tastes. And tastes of horror movie talk generally kind of skew towards family-based found footage movies and ghosts really help and ghosts kind of suckers for it yeah all right very next category yeah i think we're um we're into the worst new movies of 2022 category so of the new movies that were released in 2022 this is the actual worst one um okay so the contenders are Halloween ends. You got Studio 666, the Foo Fighters movie. You have Orphan First Kill. Uh, you have Terrifier 2. That's a contentious pick. Um, you have Scream 2022. You have Firestarter, which is another remake 2022. And uh, Crimes of the Future. I think... Um, Boy, man, uh, I don't know. I don't know who I would necessarily choose, but we're going to have to see who the Academy chooses <laughs> right now. Who do they choose, Bryce? Let's see. <gasps> Bryce, it's Halloween ends again. Wow. It's a. Wow. <sighs> can we get some. Can we get a clap, a clap track or a, the audience? You're a clap track. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who, who thought Halloween Ends would go home with two awards tonight? Right. Who thought that? Not me. But they did. They pulled it off. Okay. Next. So our final category of the night. I'm so excited, Bryce. This is the big one. Is the best... The best new movie of 2022. Mm. Lots of lots of good movies came out. Um, not all of them have been mentioned so far, but several have. Um, we've got X. We've got Nope from Jordan Peele. We have Hatching again. The was it Finnish? The Finnish um, kind of childhood trauma um, metaphor movie. We have Prey which is kind of a soft reboot of the Predator franchise. The Menu, um, starring Ray Fiennes. Is that right? Yeah, yeah Ralph. And, Ralph Fiennes. Yeah. And Barbarian. Big one, big one. So, a lot of, lot of good contenders. A lot. I mean, thinking about it, like... It's a really good year for horror movies in 2022. It was the best in memory for me. I I had such a fabulous time in 2022 with all the new releases. It was great. 
So, the winner of the best new movie of 2022 is <gasps> Barbarian. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. Is that, I feel like, oh man, the, is that, um, do you agree with the Academy on that one? I agree with the Academy on that one. Um, the only thing surprising is that that movie was so popular that it seems like a no-brainer and sometimes the Academy goes against type. Um who, who would you have, who do you think deserved it? Yeah, I think for my money, if you were to ask me personally, I would go with Hatching. Um, that movie was so on the nose and so, and hit me in such a personal way. Uh, it just edges out Barbarian, um, but, but Barbarian was very, very strong. Generally speaking, probably the strongest, uh, the strongest contender on that list. Nice. 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 I'm kind of tired. Are you kind of tired? Perhaps, ladies and gentlemen, is... Does it? What? Well, it does. Um, and that concludes the formal portion of our uh, second annual talkies. Um, and now, um, in the after party, we'll just talk about some of the scores. Like we looked at the scores, David, if you want to scroll down to what score would you change? There's a, a link to like the spreadsheet. Oh God. Um, so we want to go over like kind of the stats for 2022, uh, first going over the perfect tens, the movies that we gave a perfect 10 to the lowest scored movies the biggest discrepancies in scores as well so the ones that we disagreed most on mm. um starting out with the perfect tens and we can kind of uh in answer to your question yes i am tired but <laughs> this is the portion where we can actually have more of a free form talk about it uh, perfect tens on the list already mentioned the silence of the lambs paranormal activity the fly barbarian and carrie all got perfect tens from both of us wow that's it yeah that's, that's it. it we reserve it you know for you know it's so good it transcends genre boundaries well and it's when both of us meet that 10 criteria right. at the same time there's been plenty of movies that i've given a, given a 10 that you haven't and right. and some that uh vice versa yeah, yeah. I think of those, which which is your your favorite of those those five perfect tens? Or, um, yeah. I I mean, I always love Silence of the Lambs. Like, it's kind of you know one of those perfect movies that if it's on TV, like you can't not watch it. Uh, Paranormal Activity, like I love. I think it's you know one of the best horror movies of all time. That you know. You know, if you want to represent horror movies, like that's probably the best one to do it. Um, but it's more of like you have to be the right kind of person and you got to be in the right situation and sit down and watch the whole thing. It's not something you can come in halfway into and appreciate. Oh, man, I totally disagree. I think of this list, I mean, they're, they're five fucking perfect movies. Um, and I love them all. But. The thing that sets paranormal activity apart from these five to me is it works on me every time. It, that is to say, it takes me out of my house and puts me into a dangerous 
place that is scary. And uh, The Fly doesn't do that. Silence of the Lambs doesn't do that. Barbarian and Carrie don't do that. The paranormal activity just takes me and puts me in a scary spot. And that's what I want for my horror movies. So, I, yeah, I think of the perfect tens. That's the, the high watermark for me. Yeah. Just looking at, at the stats, um, David, in 2022, you scored uh, nine movies, <laughs> a perfect 10. And I scored, wow, 11 movies, a perfect 10. Damn, Bryce, look at you coming out over here with all like. <laughs> so you're. You have the more discriminating taste in 2022. Well, you'd have to. I think. I think to do that, you'd have to take an average of all of our scores and then see what the average of that is. Right. The average of all the scores. Well, I can do that right now. You can take an average of every score from David, and yeah, then so, find out how high, like what that number is, and then take an right. average of your scores. Yeah. And find out what so, that average is. Your average score for all the movies reviewed in 2022 was. Seven point two nine. Seven point two nine and then mine was seven point oh nine. Seven so yours see, was yeah, slightly statistically higher. I'm a little higher. Yeah. Right. That makes but sense. Close. But not I mean, much higher. Yeah. In general, we like the movies. Yeah. <laughs> in general, we tend to like horror movies. Well, the real way, shocker. The real way to say that is in general we lo- we watch the things we like to watch. Right. That's that's the actual data is we don't watch things we hate. Oh, man. You know what would be a good stat mm. is totaling up all the pretentious or all the uh, patron voted movies and see what our scores would be on that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't do that. I didn't mark those. It'd get ugly in 2023 already. <laughs> ugly. They're they're punishing us this year. What have they done so far? House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, what was the yeah. other one? God, give us some fucking real shitters. <laughs> that one was good, wasn't it? I don't Can't know what it is now. Okay, moving on. Um, to I'll just take the rest of the stuff just to to lead it. So lowest scored movies. Uh, we have Halloween Ends. So this is the the average score between both of us. Halloween Ends was 3.5. Buffy the Vampire Slayer was 3.5 between both of us. But not as low as 13 Ghosts, which got 2.5, and Puppet Master got 2. I mean, some things are just expected, you know? And uh, you, 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 you hear Puppet Master and you go, well, that's going to be garbage. It's going to be actual garbage. So it, it's not... It's not surprising, you know? Right. Halloween I mean, ends. I'm a little surprised that it wasn't a one. <laughs> that was a pretty terrible movie. That was very I think bad. the only redeeming grace was the the little puppets. Right. Which you would assume would be First the majority of the movie. Six minutes or so. <laughs> no. Um, Lady Leech. Yeah. yeah, 13 Ghosts was the kind of the second on the lowest. And 13 then, Ghosts is... is is one of these movies that I just get triggered just hearing the name. I'm just like, fucking, ugh. You know, like, I don't even want to talk about it with you right now. Like, I can talk about Puppet Master and not be, like, too upset, but, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, the biggest discrepancies in scores mm. was uh, The Babadook, which you gave a three and I gave a perfect ten. Yeah. 
<laughs> that was that's always been a contention. That's been a known that's a yeah. disagreement in the world of horror movie talk. That's the biggest um, that's the biggest discrepancy. The biggest. That is the biggest discrepancy. Seven points. And then the next biggest is Crimes of the Future, which we flip flopped. You gave it a score of a nine, yep. and I gave it a score of four. Yeah, another one of these movies that really accomplished its goal with me. You know, mm-hmm. while I was watching it, I was upset. I didn't like it. It did the very David Lynch thing of, you know, this is a David Lynch movie with Viggo Mortensen, like coming back to his casting from Eastern Promises. Uh, which I, I really like Vigo, and then boy, man, uncomfortable, really uncomfortable. So I liked it a lot, and you did not. Yeah, I kind of hated it. Like I was not. I don't know. It, it's just kind of the movie that I'm bothered by. Yeah, this is just the difference between the both of us because you really like the movies where it's open to interpretation and you have to fill in everything, and I hate that. I hate it if it's not clear on like the table stakes of a story which is like what's the point what are we trying to say here um what are these characters doing and that just was hard to to parse out in crimes of the future for me um then the next two uh we're both four points away uh again flip-flopped so smile you gave it a six and i gave it a ten yeah didn't hit right. It did not hit me right. Thinking back on it, didn't hit me. I still am not a fan of just the vibe of it. Uh, it just felt like it was kind of weak acting. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think most viewers are probably in agreement more with you than me, but I don't know. I, don't know. I think I think it got talked about a lot because a lot of people liked it. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, I mean, I thought it was. I thought it was great. I thought the acting was great in it. Um, really unhinged performance by the the uh main actress mm-hmm. just showing kind of a mental breakdown i thought it was really good um and then uh flippity floppity again the mummy you give a perfect 10 and i gave a six yeah well look i'll admit that's a nostalgia 10 you know that's 80 percent that of that is nostalgia 10 um I love, I unapologetically love Brendan Fraser in an unironic way. Um, I, this movie is just like, it's like high school brought zooming right back into my face. You know, it's just so, so great uh, for me. Uh, I really like it a lot. By the way, did you see the whale? Not yet. Crushing, crushing. Did, did you, where did you see it? At the theater here. Oh yeah, yeah. I got. I mean, I really want to see it. Um, don't particularly want to see it in a theater, but oh man, yeah, I was sure fucking. At I was fucking bawling. I was bawling. Well, it's also a different experience being the six hundred pound man in the theater watching the whale. <laughs> oh yeah, Where I didn't even. I don't want the people to just look over and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, in terms of discrepancies though, like just looking at the average difference between our scores, um, even, even with the outliers, it's only a difference of 1.41. Yeah. We're very, we're very, we like to, I mean, look, it's easy to focus on the differences, 
uh-huh. you know, because that's what set you apart, you know. But really, when it comes down to it, this this works because we have a, you know, these podcasts where it's like it's the horror, you know, that we got we got two people who we got a person who likes horror movies and a person who hates. That means one person has to be miserable all the time. <laughs> That would just be fucking horrible. I wouldn't do it. You know, I just wouldn't be there for it. I mean, unless I was the one that liked it. Yeah. So more boring stats with the discrepancies. So there were six movies that were three points apart. There were eight movies that we were two points apart. There were 18 movies where we were just one point apart. And then 15 movies where we were in complete agreement. Dang. So we were in complete agreement about Puppet Master, Studio 66, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 22, Constantine, we both gave a seven. Hellraiser, both gave a seven. Critters. Hellraiser 2022, by the way. Hellraiser 2022. The Wailing Men X Nope. And all the perfect tens as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so strange. Uh, our biggest episode in terms of listenership and downloads. Um, I I mean, not this isn't necessarily uh, clad in gold or anything like that. I haven't done the done the, the research or anything like that. But uh, throughout the year, the most notable one in terms of downloads has been Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. Um pretty impressive amount of people were interested in our take on that one for some reason or another um might have been a bigger one but that is definitely one of the i can i can bring up the it's also it also helps that it has been out longer than any of the others by you know eight or nine months i think that came out in february or march um but as but currently i think it's one of our biggest episodes maybe ever yeah, let me um while I look this up, why don't you check out that lit do you have that spreadsheet up? Mm-hmm. Why don't you check out that list and tell me are there any scores that you would change in there? Is there anything that seems too high, too low? Right. Um so I was I was thinking about that. Um I think <laughs> look, y'all are gonna hate me. Probably, or maybe not. There's not a lot of, I don't think a lot of people have a real strong feeling about this movie, but, you know, I, upon watching Dog Soldiers, I felt compelled to give it a four, um, a four out of ten for Dog Soldiers. It's not a four out of ten. It's like a two or a three for me. I really? really yeah, I really just, it's just just it's such a sit there and look at my phone sort of movie for me it was i was bad i did not like it um so i i would probably change dog soldiers and then you know if i'm really being honest probably hatchet uh 2006 as well i gave it a four also i'd probably bump that down a, a point or two yeah um mine let's see you know, and it's okay to change your scores, in my opinion. I, I, I yeah, mean, I mean, a lot, a lot of the scores is really like, what's our viewing experience when we when we watched it? Yeah, you know. And then you got to look back on it and go, would I watch that again? And if no, maybe 
bump it down a few points because you're a new person today. You're not the same guy you were yesterday, you know? Right. Um, or gal. I, th- I think um, I'd probably keep most of my perfect tens. I don't think any- there's anything in there that I dis- – well, no, you know what? I think Prey was probably a little generous to um, – Upon thinking about it, I don't know. Feels like it's a little more forgettable than a ten. I'd probably bump it down to an eight or a nine. Yeah, Prey really falls into this action movie category. That's uh, boy, just a just a fucking absolute blast to watch. But then you just kind of go, Whoop, you know, it's, right? It's out of mind. It all those tricks are done now, and you don't have to ever watch it again. You know, right? um texas chainsaw massacre 22 we both agreed on it but was that really that good we get both gave it sevens yeah Um, i I mean a lot of people really disliked this one i didn't i didn't hate it i i thought it was i thought it was pretty fun you know and i don't know well i don't know who who's the person who's looking for a perfect 10 out of texas chainsaw massacre 2022 right I i don't know who that is right I don't know. Um, oh, what did you let expect? me see. In the low scores that I have, um, what do I got? Um, no, I think I agree with most of the low scores. I could probably take off a couple points for some of these low scores. One, like Studio Six Six Six. Yeah, I'd bump a that four. Down. We yeah. both agreed on a four. Like that's really probably a two or three, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. It's there are enjoyable moments in it, but it's not. I don't remember it being particularly fun to like make fun of or anything. Um, yeah, it was okay. I think most. I think I agree with most of this. So looking at our our stats on downloads, the biggest no movies, numbers, no numbers. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre twenty two was beat out uh, by X. X mm. got more. X gonna give it to you. Mm. Um, and the biggest one that I can see right now is Nope. Oh wow! Several, several hundred more than both X and um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Barbarian was just underneath that. One of our voicemail episodes was. No, oh, never mind. Sorry, <laughs> my eyes. Um. Yeah, Hellraiser got a ton too. Uh, Halloween ends. Um, a lot of the new releases got got. Uh, well, and sen- but then also you have to, and this is why I uh, this is why I I said like a lot of these you have to include the uh, the YouTube uh, plays as well, and so I kind of go because mm, I know I know TCM was big on YouTube, um, YouTube. YouTube numbers are much different than podcast numbers, by the way. So, yeah, um, it's but not also... indicative of how big your podcast is to look at your YouTube channel. <laughs> no, and also like it's it's uh, it's such it's so much more random too. Like mm-hmm. you, if you get um, featured in a um, hold on, oh. <laughs> oh. oh it doesn't show him 
doesn't show the stats on here. Hey, by um, the way, last week, our top five 80s horror movies turned out to be a big crowd pleaser. Everybody was re- real excited. I'm so glad that people enjoyed that. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening to that, you guys. Yeah. I think I can sort by most popular. Oh, popular. Here we go. Hmm. Um, so popular a lot from several years ago. Actually, one of our most popular uh, movies on uh, YouTube was The Wolf of Snow Hollow. That one had my, uh, my cousin Becca on it. Yeah. and uh, Was that 2022? No, that was, no, that was a previous year, 21. It says, it says a year ago. but Actually, I mean, the movie came out in 2019, but we reviewed it in, 20, or, uh, 2020. And then, yeah, the fall, we reviewed the following year of its release. Um, I'm trying to find... Yeah, Halloween Ends got a lot. Bone Tomahawk actually got more than Halloween Ends on YouTube. Nice. Smile. Smile got Smile got more. This is all just riveting stuff. Yeah, I'd say uh, I I'm interested to move uh actually, yeah, I'm interested to move on to the afterpod. I got some I got some uh I'm interested to uh to hear how it was putting this whole thing together. Yeah. Well, thank you, everyone, for coming to this year's... Oh, wait. <laughs> this just in. Oh! We have one more. Award. And that award is for... Best co-host. Oh, that's a... That's a that's a category. Oh, is this the final mm-hmm. category? Yeah, this is the final category. I misspoke. Uh, best co-host nominees are okay. David Day or Bryce Hansen. I'm so honored. I feel I can't believe the Academy is including I, both you and me in this. I know. Like, uh, it's 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 been it's always a contentious race uh-huh. uh, between you and me. Uh, I think we've won at equal amounts. Um, in the past years. Okay. Uh, this year goes to. Oh, that can't be right. David Day. <gasps> no. Oh my God! This is the nicest thing anybody's ever done for me. Thank you. I listen. I want to thank. First of all, I want to thank God, and thank you. Oh, I'm being told to wrap it up. Um, I, I want to thank God. I want to thank Bryce. I want to thank all the viewers and listeners. Anybody who subscribed to our YouTube channel, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, my kids, um, Charlotte and Emma, my wife, and my wife, Carrie, Carrie Thompson. Okay, 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 bye-bye. Uh, that's the Horror Movie Talk Year in Review for 2022. The Talkies, the second annual Talkies. Thank you so much. I mean, honestly, number one, uh, he's a definitely a co-producer on this episode is max allen he listened to all of our episodes in 2022 to pull notable moments and and list out time codes for us check out his Um, podcast disc review it's on youtube uh he where he reviews um new uh new music albums so check them out uh also, thank you so much to the, our team, you know, that, that contributes to Horror Movie Talk. Fart Simpson, uh, who's editing this episode and all of our video episodes. Couldn't do it without him. Um, I mean, definitely. Definitely. Like, could we do it without Fart Simpson? Could we do video without Fart Simpson? 
How no. was your experience for editing a couple clips <laughs> for this episode? No, the man is a, is a brilliant genius, and yeah. yeah, we couldn't do it without him. He's a stable genius also, in our stable. Yeah, also, thank you to Mark Bento, uh, Ruby. Um, boy, do we have – am I forgetting anybody? Dustin? Fart? Dustin. Dustin? Oh, Dustin. Of course. Well, I mean, we we yeah. include Dustin thanks in every episode. Check out our check out his cover art for the the top 5 80s horror movies. I mean, I crushed I it. want to get a poster of it. I Yeah, I I I was like I swapped our Patreon cover right. to that. I was like, this is fucking so cool. Like we can have this for a couple weeks. Um, speaking of which, thanks to our patrons, everyone that joins us on patreon.com, we're going to be going over and doing our after pod and you can listen to us there. But really, honestly, like all the people that we just mentioned, well, most of them, um, like we were able to, you know, toss them some ducats to, to help horror movie talk be better. And, and, uh, we couldn't appreciate them more and we couldn't appreciate our patrons more. So thank you. Um, if you're a fan of horror movie talk and you don't want to give us money, at least share it with a friend. Go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Five-star review really helps out uh, more than you realize. Um, go to our website, horrormovietalk.com. Then you'll, there you'll find all links to our previous episodes and other ways that you can support the show. Um, we will see you next time. If you want to give us a call, share your thoughts on the second annual talkies or give your opinions call 682-253-446 out and with that we out biatch biatch what a great year what a great year